It is Wednesday, September 7th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, Janine Rubenstein here. We have another busy show today. For one, we are going to get you up to speed on the latest emerging details surrounding the Tennessee kindergarten teacher and billionaire heiress, Eliza Fletcher, who was recently found dead after being kidnapped while out on a jog a few days ago. We've also got none other than Mr. Jay Leno on with me today. But before we dive into all of that, let's catch you up on what else has been buzzing around out there. It's a boy. New mom, Jennifer Lawrence, recently revealed the sex of her baby and opened up about her first experience with motherhood. Back in June, we learned that she and husband Cook Maroney were officially parents. In a new interview, though, with Vogue for their October issue, the Don't Look Up actress was incredibly candid and honest about being a first-time mom to her son, saying, quote, It's so scary to talk about motherhood, only because it's so different for everybody. If I say it was amazing from the start, some people will think it wasn't amazing for me at first and feel bad. The Oscar winner went on to add, quote, Fortunately, I have so many girlfriends who are honest, who were like, it's scary. You might not connect right away. You might not fall in love right away. But it seems like those worries didn't come to fruition for her as she detailed her first morning as a mom, stating, The morning after I gave birth, I felt like my whole life had started over. Like, now is day one of my life. I just stared. I was just so in love. Aw, that is just wonderful to hear. In addition to sharing her thoughts on motherhood, J-Law also explained why she believes engaging with politics is vital. She spoke very candidly about having loved ones with opposing political views, stating, quote, I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand. It's different. The information they are getting is different. Their life is different. But she continued with, I've tried to get over it and I really can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just unleashing, but I can't F with people who aren't political anymore. You live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Politics are killing people. I mean, anyone sweating it out here with me during this California heat wave is right there with you, Jennifer. We are hitting record triple digits in September. Whether or not politics is your thing, even discussing the weather is political these days. Justin Bieber is canceling the remaining dates of his tour in order to prioritize his health. The pop star had previously canceled several dates of his tour back in June as he dealt with facial paralysis due to Ramsey Hunt syndrome. The Peaches singer announced yesterday that he's pulling out of tour dates scheduled through March of next year. Bieber released a statement where he shared that his shows have become so taxing that after a recent performance in Brazil, he felt as though he couldn't continue his tour as originally planned. The statement read in part, it took a real toll on me. This past weekend, I performed at Rock in Rio, and I gave everything I have to the people in Brazil. After getting off stage, the exhaustion overtook me, and I realized that I need to make my health the priority right now. So I'm going to take a break from touring for the time being. I'm going to be okay, but I need time to rest and get better. Bieber went on to thank fans for their prayers and support and said he loved them all passionately. We are wishing him nothing but the best as he takes some time for himself. 
While Justin Bieber is taking a break from the spotlight, Leah Michelle is taking center stage. Yesterday marked the musical theater actress's first performance in Broadway's Funny Girl. The Glee alum took over as Fanny Bryce after the show's original star, Beanie Feldstein, exited the production following middling reviews. And while she's only had one performance so far, it sounds like Leah Michelle's already winning the audience over. Before she even said a word at last night's show, Michelle received a standing ovation from a star-studded audience, which included her best friend and Spring Awakening co-star Jonathan Groff, uh, Zachary Quinto, Drew Barrymore, Tony winner Harvey Firestein, and prolific TV producer Ryan Murphy. And get this, Michelle received a total of four standing ovations before the end of the first act, <laughs> and two more by the end of act two. I mean, wow, that is quite the reaction. Hopefully, Leah Michelle and the rest of the cast can keep up the enthusiasm. And now, let's turn our attention to the latest developments surrounding the abduction of Eliza Fletcher. This next story is heartbreaking and one that has been all over the news this week. Eliza Fletcher, a 34-year-old teacher at St. Mary's Episcopal School in Memphis, Tennessee, was abducted while doing an early morning jog. Her body was found yesterday morning, and since her kidnapping, people have expressed their sorrow and anger about how women are constantly targeted just doing everyday things alone, like jogging, walking, you name it. It's devastating, it's scary, and like you, I have questions. Joining me now to help answer those is people's senior writer, Steve Helling. Hey, Steve, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. This is a sad story for sure. So before we dive into this story, tell me about Eliza. Who was she? She was a mom of two. She was a devoted wife. She was a kindergarten teacher at a school in Memphis. Very well loved, very well respected. Just one of those people that everybody around her seemed to love her. She is also the the granddaughter of the late billionaire Joseph Joe Orgill III, right? Is she like an heiress? Because I'm seeing that float around. Yes, she is an heiress. Her grandfather started this hardware company that was very, very lucrative. But from everything we're hearing, yes, she came from money, but she also was teaching because she wanted to make some sort of difference. She wasn't one of those heiresses who just sat around. She was somebody who was going to do something good. And teaching was the way that she was doing it. Well, Eliza first disappeared when she was out for an early morning jog. What else do we know about the day she was abducted? It was about 4.20 in the morning. You know, she got up very early. That was her thing. She got up early to go for a jog. So she went for the jog and she went on the same route that she normally goes on. And according to surveillance video that's been found, a dark colored SUV comes and pulls up and there's a struggle and she's pulled into the SUV and they speed off a few minutes later. And that's the last time she was ever seen. Oh, my goodness. Well, this brings us to the recent developments we learned yesterday. Her body was found. Her alleged kidnapper was arrested. What else do we know? They basically found this alleged kidnapper from from a few different things. During the struggle, the kidnapper lost his sandals. His slides were left on the ground next to Eliza's phone. So they were able to do DNA testing on those uh, sandals 
And it came back to the gentleman who was, who's been arrested, Mr. Abston. And basically they said that he was the one that they started focusing on. He was driving a dark colored SUV, which was seen in the surveillance videos. And then he allegedly was seen by people trying to clean it out after the fact for more than an hour. So they put all this together and they think that they've got the right guy. Yeah, 38-year-old Cleotha Abston, and he's facing charges of first-degree murder and first-degree murder in perpetration of kidnapping. I mean, have they said anything about how she was found, uh, what state her body was in? They really haven't, other than to tell us that she had, unfortunately, a violent death. And that's the word that they used, violent. We don't know the cause of death. We don't know what happened to her before she died. We can make our guesses, but we don't know for sure right now. We're kind of waiting for the autopsy report to come back, and that'll tell us a lot more. Goodness. Well, as I mentioned earlier, this story has brought to the surface on a national scale, once again, that women are frequently targeted every day, just doing the basic things that they have to do. I mean, it doesn't matter if she was jogging at 4.20 a.m., she had every right to do that, and she had every right to do that without, you know, the thought of being harmed, right? Take me into the conversation that is kicked up. Well, that's absolutely right. You know, a lot of times, you've seen it, I've seen it, we start blaming victims. That's what people do. But really, the bigger conversation is, why couldn't this woman go for a jog when she wanted to go for a jog without anybody bothering her? That should be a right that everybody has. And it just kind of underscores the fact that women have to think things through a lot more in this society than men do. How many men went jogging that day at 4.20 in the morning? Probably a lot, but they were not the ones who were targeted. You know, police do say, and the district attorney says, that this was a crime of opportunity that this was a stranger to the man who's been arrested. So it sounds like he was just driving around and he saw a vulnerable woman. He didn't know that she was an heiress or a teacher or a mom or anything. He just saw somebody vulnerable is what police say. Oh, goodness. Well, my heart goes out to her family and her loved ones. This is devastating. But Steve, I appreciate you coming on to discuss it with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up, we're sitting down with late-night legend and car enthusiast Jay Leno as he previews the next season of his show, Jay Leno's Garage, which is set to feature a variety of electric and alternative fuel vehicles and electric and alternative celebrities. But first, this week's People cover star is Guy Fieri. After the break, People's Anna Calderon shares her interview with the mayor of Flavortown and takes us into the man underneath those famous frosted tips. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's all right here, right now, on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. 
16 years ago, Guy Fieri literally blasted onto the food scene with his bigger-than-life personality as the, quote, mayor of Flavortown and host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. As one of the most recognizable faces in the world when it comes to food celebrities, Guy Fieri is anchoring six shows, six, including his newest, Guy's Ultimate Game Night, while running 85 restaurants, 85, <laughs> a production company, his Santo Tequila business with pal Sammy Hager and his new Knuckle Sandwich by Espinosa Cigar Line. At his core, though, what is most important to him is family and a change in his health regimen to make sure he can be the best version of himself he can be. Telling people in this week's cover story that, quote, I'm not the guy everyone thinks they know. Well, joining me now is the person who sat with Guy for this story, People's Digital Food Editor and one of the heads of People's Flavor Town here, Anna Calderon. Anna, welcome back to the show. Hey, Janine. Thanks for having me. Well, in this story, you really get into Guy's family and home life. Although he he just signed the biggest hosting contract in Food Network history for $80 million for three years. He does not allow this to affect his kids or how they are brought up. And, and he stays fairly grounded, right? So can you bring us into his family life and share with us why he is more than the person we see on TV? Well, Guy told me that family is always his first priority. So he has two sons, Ryder and Hunter, his wife, Lori, and his nephew, Jules, who he's raised since his sister died. But he's created a life where his family and his work have really merged. If they're on a family trip, he'll use it as an opportunity to shoot a show. And they split their time between two California homes and a house in Florida that he just bought after he signed that crazy contract. Mm -hmm. Though that sounds like his kids could be spoiled, he's committed to making sure that's not the case. He told me that when Ryder got his license, that's his youngest son, he's 16, he had to drive a used minivan for one year without getting a ticket. And then he can buy himself a car. (laughs) So even though his dad's known for all his amazing cars, his son has to buy his own and he's driving a minivan right now. I love that. Well, when we all see Guy on TV, he is eating some of the craziest foods around the country. That being said, he is currently focused on his health and people, you know, reading may be surprised on how much of that food he actually consumes, right? Oh, yeah. He's really changed the way he eats in the last few years. He doesn't eat until noon on most days, hardly eats carbs or meat. Shoot days are different. He'll have one or two bites of each food that he tries, though. So if he does three restaurants in a day, he's full after those six bites or whatever. And he works out a ton. He gets up at 6 a.m. every morning and it's either hiking or cardio or strength training. He said he's in better shape now than he was when he was 30 years old because he wants to be around for his kids and he wants to be there to truly enjoy all that he's accomplished. So my mom and I are going to have to change how we watch Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives now because we would look at how many bites he takes and decide if the food was actually good or not. <laughs> Lastly, I want to ask you what surprised you the most about sitting down with Guy? Well, I knew he did so much for the restaurant employees during the pandemic, but I don't think I realized how much philanthropy is like part of his life. And he got that from his parents and his co-host on his show, Guys Ultimate Game Night, Antonio LaFaso, told me that there's never a show of his that didn't have a -A Make-A-Wish family in the crowd. So it's it's really a part of his daily life to give back. Anna, so fun. Thank you so much for bringing us into this week's cover story. And guys, make sure to pick it up on stands this Friday. So good. It's a fun trip to Flavortown. 
Legendary comedian and host Jay Leno is back with his seventh season of Jay Leno's Garage. And you better get ready for this list of celebrity names joining him this season. Post Malone, Brie Larson, Kelly Clarkson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Pitbull, Tim Allen, Tony Hawk, and Elon Musk. The Garage is providing us eight new episodes that take a look at the future of cars. This season, Jay brings viewers into the groundbreaking world of electric vehicles and alternative fuel sources. So without further ado, please welcome back to the show, Jay Leno. Jay, it's so good to talk to you again. Thank you very much. And we know you as a muscle car guy, you know, and I'm guessing that this season is a lot about educating yourself and and viewers about alternative vehicles and sources. So when did you notice yourself coming over to the other side? I just like anything that rolls, explodes, and makes noise, basically. Gas has gotten to a point where it's so crazy. I think that electric cars will actually help save the classic cars because the idea of sitting on the freeway in a Mustang or some muscle car from the 60s getting 7, 8, 12 miles per gallon and bumping above traffic is ridiculous. I think they'll become like recreational vehicles are. A snowmobile, a dirt bike, it's something you use on weekends. I have a 1909 Baker electric car. But the trouble was with the, the batteries, they had electric cars before they had gas cars. Most people don't even realize that. But the problem was always the batteries. There wasn't enough range. And most people did not have electricity at the turn of the century. But now you've reached a point where the average electric car gets about 300 miles per gallon. That's so funny. I was going to ask you what your first electric car was, but I guess you bought yours in 1909, right? <laughs> yes, I'm the original owner. Yes, I'm that old. Thank you very much. It's very nice. It's very kind. Thank you very much. You know, for new technology to work, it can't be equal. It's got to be superior or people just stay what they have. And now we're at the point where, oh, batteries are about the same as gasoline in terms of a full tank. Yes, it takes longer to charge. But if you're someone like me who's commuting as most around Los Angeles, I don't really drive 300 miles a day. I might drive 150 miles a day, which is more than enough. So I can just plug in every night when I go home. Well, the first episode of the show featured the one and only Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, and someone who I think you would just laugh all day with. Uh, Also, Alfonso Rivera. Tell me how this premiere was different from other seasons. Alfonso was actually a very good race car driver. He kind of gets a little bit of grief for the was it Carlton was the character he played on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He actually beat the professional race car driver we had around the track. So he he knows his stuff. What's Brie working with? Well, Brie Larson, and a lot of people don't know this. I gave her a first job when she was seven. She was a young actress and she came in. We're doing like a commercial for Barbie's Malibu dream roadkill dream kitchen where kids would find dead animals in the road and cook them up in the barbie you know and she and she was the kid and and we 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 continued to use her as our as our quote kid every time we had something involving a child and she wound up winning the academy Awards. so it's pretty cool well now this season you will also visit spacex with elon musk who is a guest on the show i would think that this is like the place to be dazzled with innovation his mind is working all the time he is not a vacation guy he doesn't have houses in the bahamas he doesn't own a yacht when i went to texas he was living in an airstream trailer on the property as you're talking to him and he's explaining physicists and scientists come and go uh, elon excuse me uh, the, tra- the trajectory of the rocket oh yeah uh-huh Here's the equation for that. Oh, okay. And I go, oh, okay. As someone who flunked math, I was stunned 
We also, we have President Biden on the show too. He came on. He's got a 67 Corvette. His dad gave him as a wedding gift when he got married and he still has it. Now here's something most people don't know. You know, when you become president of the United States, you lose your license forever because the liability of a president crashing into somebody or driving by himself and getting kidnapped, whatever it might be, is too high. So you'll always be driven by wow. by Secret Service. So we took President Biden's Corvette, went down to the Secret Service Training Center, and we were burning rubber. And it, yeah, he was hilarious. And the Secret Service just goes, slow down, slow down. Very fun, very fun. Well, you have some amazingly fun talent with you on the show this season. I'm just going to say the name of a few other guests we haven't mentioned, and I would love for you to just give a few words, just a few quick words to describe your experience with them. Let's start with Post Malone. Oh, Post Malone was great. Certainly the most gentle creature you could possibly imagine. He might, he's like a guy from the 60s. You stop your war machine, man. You know, those kind of guys. But, but generally sincere and a really kind person. He's incredibly successful and wealthy, but he still acts, eats, and dresses like just a guy, you know? For sure. Okay, Kelly Clarkson. Well, I put her on this show right after she won American Idol, and we've been friends since then. And I've guest hosted her show a bunch of times. And again, an incredibly normal, rational person who has an amazing talent, very friendly, no diva nonsense, none of that kind of stuff. And believe me, I've seen them all. Final question. You are still one of the busiest touring comedians with dates booked like crazy. So what is it about touring on top of all this that still feels like home to you? Oh, I like telling jokes. That's what I like to do. And then you really find out something's funny. Because when you're on TV, they have an applause sign or they okay, everybody, come on, laugh, laugh. You know, I remember Robin Williams said to me one time, he said, we watch my set tonight. Tell me if this material is any good. And he was trying new material. I said, it was okay. He goes, that's what I think. But they're really laughing at it. I go, well, they love you. And they're laughing. He goes, I know, but it wasn't that funny. And I go, that's the problem. You got to figure yourself because the people who are not fans will go, that wasn't that funny, you know? Jay, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This was a pleasure. Thanks for helping to promote the show. Yes, guys, the seventh season of Jay Leno's Garage premieres tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on CNBC. And make sure to get out there and check Jay out on tour this fall. I know the last few weeks have been jam-packed with back-to-school content, and rightfully so. My son just had his first day back in the classroom today. I seriously cannot believe he's in second grade already. It definitely makes me nostalgic, and I wonder how these years have gone by so fast. Our last story involves a mom who can relate. There is a very cute video circulating out there of a mom talking with her son, who looks to be around four or five years old. He's very busy working on some sort of construction project and she just can't believe how old he's getting and how quickly he's growing up. But he sets his mom straight and tells her he has to grow up. Please don't grow up on mommy. I have to. I have to. I need to get in second grade, first grade, eighth grade, and the last grade. But why do you have to grow I, up? I don't know because I have my birthdays. I mean, this kid clearly has his whole future planned. Uh, first grade, second grade, eighth grade, and the last grade. I laughed out loud when he broke it to his mom that he can't stay little forever because of his birthdays. Can you just stay little forever? I can't. Why? Because, uh, I mean, because the birthdays 
Makes me so big. Those birthdays, man, they, they make you so big. <laughs> but at least if he has to get older, he's still willing to take care of his mommy. Are you gonna let me live with you when I'm old? If you don't have a house in your court, I, I would choose you. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Like, who is this kid? He's so cute and so matter of fact. And I hope it was a little something to make you smile. And Reese, Ramey, you better take care of me when I'm old. <laughs> That's our show for today. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow for more of People Every Day.